Welcome to a medical bowl of dude soup. <laughs> I'm your host and MC, Lawrence Sontag, and with me is James. Hi, James. Elise. Benson's Hi. dad, Willems. I'm uh, Benson's other dad. <laughs> and Bruce. <laughs> oh, hey. I'm I Bruce. think uh, so. <laughs> Benson's grand uncle. I'm Benson's grand uncle, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this podcast is brought to you by two very fine sponsors Blue Apron and Nature Box. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three mo- three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash soup. And uh, NatureBox is offering Dude Soup fans 50% off your first order when you go to natureboxclub.com slash dude soup. I'll explain more about those later. First, Whoa. we... <laughs> there's a there's a fox, man. I'm tripping balls right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I discovered, uh, I want to say about about 30 minutes ago, that there was a made-for-TV Doctor Strange movie that came out in 1978, and that is what we are currently screening. Cool. So, uh, yeah, there's there's sounds of awe and wonder at a weird fox man, and right now we're flying through space, much like Doctor Strange did in the hit film from 2016, starring <laughs> Benny Comes and uh, that other guy. What's Why, Exio Oshifor? Exio Oshifor. Andrew Vapor. He's such a good actor. I hate Slaughter. He's a great. He's a great actor. And. And and weirdly, the first is, is it the first time Benedict That's Cumberbatch the, the and Mads Mikkelsen have been Walter, in the same Jessica movie Walter, together? Yeah. Looks like I think her. so. I remember when Nolan. they met for the first time in the film, being like, "Man, these are two good actors." It kind of sucks that they had. To... <laughs> We're looking at Arrested <laughs> Development. <laughs> She's from Arrested Look at Development. Jessica Walters. Yeah, Look at the rack of Jessica Walters. Man, she looks good. She was a beauty. The voice of Fran the dinosaur from Dinosaurs. I wasn't gonna say that. Also hot in that. Uh, I wasn't every that. every old woman used to be sorry, hot. Sorry, Lawrence. Go on. Yeah, go on. Uh, sorry, Lawrence. Uh, two great actors. It's weird that it took uh, space wizards to bring them together in a film. Chiwetel Ejiofor and no. Benny Comes. Mads, Mads Mikkelsen and, and Benny Comes. Oh, but oh. Uh, Chiwetel <laughs> is still very very good. And spoilers might be coming back if you stayed for the after after credit sequence. Oh, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. No. You didn't. Oh man, I was smug oh, as fuck. So. Yeah, they did. They did the thing. Double where they, credits, Bruce. They yeah, they, they showed the they showed the produced credits. Yeah. And then they had the goofy Marvel like after credit thing. Then they had another one after the credits. They, they double credited you. They sort of switched. They them. did. So there'll right. probably be a lot of Doctor Strange spoilers in this podcast. Yeah, I should say that off the top. I mean, so it's weird because Doctor Strange is a movie where you shouldn't really care that much about spoilers because you can probably write it all in your head. And because it's, you've seen Iron Man. You've seen Iron Man. Yeah. But and it's, you've seen Ant-Man. You've seen Ant-Man. Oh, so boy, wait, here Lawrence, we go. So Every what, other Marvel movie What was movie the after, after after credits? Uh, uh, a character... Um, you can spoil it. Had a, turn, a character well, that didn't die in so the film quick. comes back. Yeah, a character had a turn uh, towards the dark side. Well, you know Chichetowajabajabu? Damn it. Chichetowajabu? He's back in the post-post-credits sequence. He goes bad? <gasps> well, we spoiled it now. Yeah, so we, we spoiled it. Just tell you. She was telling you before goes back. Remember, so, remember, remember, remember how, remember how Doctor Strange discovers the power of mystical magic on the hard streets of New York City concrete basketball courts. Yes, he goes back and he finds Benjamin the Brad. that Benjamin guy, Brad. and then and then he steals back his magic, not have a stumpy leg power, so that way he can kill all wizards. She would tell Edgefor does. Yeah. Yeah. You can't so, do that to what's dum, his dum, name? Dum. So you know how the first movie had him fighting a basically mirror image of himself? A Who, wizard. Doctor Strange? Yeah. Yes. And now the second movie looks like he's gonna fight a mirror image of himself. I'm confused. I could tell you the entire plot of Doctor Strange, but it's a well executed movie. James will probably disagree in a minute, but it's knowing knowing the plot beats does not make that movie what it is. Like 
knowing the plot beats of something like Game of Thrones is important because it's like, what will they do next? Yeah. And it's kind of the game of the show to surprise you. Whereas Doctor Strange, yes, the hero rises, overcomes his personal reservations, but defeats you the villain. That, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. The origin story is pretty on the nose with what it is in the early comics. Oh, really? is it really? Yeah, yeah I like comics, his so hands destroyed, and then uh, he learns of the. I was, I was reading. I was. I just wanted to compare like the, yeah. the differences. The eighties ruined. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just the one of the major differences. Is he doesn't learn <laughs> about the. Wait. He hasn't learned the ancient mystics about the ancient mystics on a basketball court. He's walking by like a dock, and he overhears some dock workers. Well, which is even it. better. I mean, it, Stan Lee. It's it's yeah. all it's all like shades of the same thing, which yeah. is which is a, high, a highfalutin, hyper-educated elite gets gets laid low by mm-hmm. life circumstance and must learn that there's more to life than being a right. hip a hypocritical elite asshole. He learns the he learns the power of love and friendship, which uh, I have some commentary on, but I'll say Did it. he learns that accidentally. No, he learns it from a from a jive talking street baller. He doesn't oh, talk yeah. to well, him. Really. Really. Indirectly. Yeah, indirectly. Uh, well, no, but that, that, so that's the value of the movie is showing that path. So, Wong. James, what oh. do you hate about Doctor Strange? I didn't say I hated anything. What about do you Doctor not Strange. like about Doctor Strange? I don't I I I honestly I feel nothing. I felt sure. nothing about Doctor Strange. Right. So it's not like I'm saying don't see it. I'm just saying and now I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Doctor Strange was not it's not Doctor Strange's fault. I'm just done with Marvel. Interesting. Because they are they don't do anything new. Mm-hmm. They do everything the same over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating for me because I watch a movie like that and I go, this movie is less than the sum of its parts. Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic. Mads Mikkelsen is fantastic. Um, every, basically, every single role in that movie is, is portrayed wonderfully. It's directed extremely well. The digital effects are some of the best digital effects in Ever. any Marvel movie. Yeah. And, and the, the design of it is just, just out of this world, literally, yeah. and and figuratively out of this world fantastic but they don't care about story at all they don't really they really don't care about doing anything new or trying anything new they did his so, origin story though so the end result is just another thing it's just it, it, it meant nothing to me it carried no weight to me whatsoever i sat there the whole time going okay whatever and then i'm going to be done with it when i'm once i'm done yeah. so the, it's a band-aid the, <laughs> the movie didn't raise any existential talking points that made you think no didn't care I've got a couple. Didn't care. Didn't Lawrence care. Has some. I think, and I think it's a shame too because we actually did stay for that. We knew that there was more credits at the end, mm-hmm. and this is the travesty. <laughs> this is the real travesty. And again, this isn't a this isn't a reason to not see Doctor Strange. It's just something that really bugs me. You go through the whole credits, all these credits and credits, and then it gets to digital artists, and then they cram as many names as they can into the smallest space on the credit scroll as possible. It's name back to back in what appears to be maybe a smaller font, crammed into a cube, and then they just breeze past it. And I'm like, seriously, those guys are just going to breeze past? Yeah. The people who probably literally put blood, sweat, and tears into this? Like, let's let's just take the screenplay, the people who wrote the screenplay, and I know the director worked on the screenplay as well, but let's just take that, minimize it down, lower the opacity on that font, burn through it, and then give a little bit of that time to the digital effects artists who blew our minds yeah, they really did. trying to make the most un like when you describe Doctor Strange's magic, like it doesn't really make sense. It actually really works for comics very well because he's just like he does like koala la oom yeah. and and then like a, there's an icon and then something happens and they only kind of have to like show you the beginning and the end and never really what happens during it. 
So to show that kind of stuff on screen is an achievement. But then you just take all those people that work so hard on that and you just go and just cram them into a tiny little thing and then put them in a trash can and send them down in the credits. <laughs> but does that make the movie worse? I didn't say it made it worse. I, again, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's nothing. I just think it's whatever and it's not alone. It's what almost all, I thought I thought it was better than Ant-Man. Ant-Man actively made me dislike it yeah, while I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah, it actively yeah, made me dislike it. But, but I was, I, I was just so happy this movie wasn't in Michael Douglas's house again. Well, I was so bored of that goddamn house. Ant-Man probably would have been a better movie than it was if it had more of that visual effects because like the cool yeah. Ant-Man stuff and if it did more or of that. It was funny in a unique way. And didn't lean on the script so much yeah. and lean so much on Paul Rudd figuring out on set what to say next to get the scene going along. Doctor Strange didn't do that. So what's the last movie that made you feel something? Uh, like Marvel or otherwise? Marvel? Any like movie. Any oh. movie? Green Room blew me away. Green Room's good. Hunt I mean, for, Hunt for the Wilder People Hunt is amazing. Hunt for the Wilder People And that's is why amazing. Thor Ragnarok's going to be great. Like, yeah. I think that, like, I, I honestly, like, I'm getting emotion and drama and tension and surprise from television more than I am from... Yeah, well, no, from, But I'm talking about movies. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm asking because, like, the Hunt for the Wilder People, sure. But, I mean, like, I knew what that one movie was beat for beat. And I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, I really liked the movie. I knew what was gonna happen. And it, that's kind of like, so for me with Doctor Strange, I know exactly what's gonna happen. That doesn't mean that I can't feel something. It's, huh. See, the so. thing is, not, it's not about surprise. It's about tension. It's about relationships. It's about character. Like Doctor Strange is purely likable because Benedict Cumberbatch is a likable dude and a really good actor. Like, and, and so he, but he's literally like I don't even know why he's really doing what he's doing, despite them saying it. What? You despite don't? them saying it. What do you mean? Why? Because at the beginning of the movie, they he's he's like, they almost criticize him at the beginning of the movie because she's like, why don't you want to work in the ER? He's like, oh well, in the ER, I'm only saving one person at a time. He's like, doing the kind of work that I'm doing now, I could save millions. And they're like, Doctor Strange, you like, oh Doctor Strange, you're only thinking about the limelight. And then at the end of the movie, they go, oh, well, the reason you were doing that is because you are trying to live forever and be, and like, you were trying to figure out how to fight off death yourself. But it's like, those two things are at odds with each other and you can connect them, but the movie doesn't. What, what do you mean? They, they connected explicitly with the villain. How? Because he was trying to use uh, dark dimension, whatever, uh, power to keep everybody alive forever. Yeah. But that doesn't, that only, that's the only end thing. They, they put that in after they introduced the villain and the villain's motivations, then they were like, oh no, Doctor Strange actually feels this way because of this. Nothing he does at the beginning has anything to do with how, what he says he feels and is motivated, motivated by at the end. So it's, it's interesting because I thought the, I see what you're saying. Um, I thought the, the change, the change he made in the movie was, was basically he was saving lives to prop himself up at the beginning mm -hmm. and at the end, he was saving lives to save lives because he knew that that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I know that another interesting thing about Doctor Strange was was that he was he didn't want to kill to save lives, yeah. which mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting mm -hmm. and also kind of a cool turn. Uh, because again, I've, I've never read the comics or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about Doctor Strange. So when I go in, I was like, wow, that's that's kind of an interesting way to show a hero. It's to show somebody who's like, well, no, I'm out to save as many lives as possible, mm -hmm. and not because it's going to make me, you know, famous or whatever. But it's because it's something that I feel I need to do uh, because of he's learned all the backstory about, you know, spirituality and like uh, how everything is tied together and all that other stuff. That was the change I thought he made. Yeah. I thought um, that was one of the one of the most clever parts of the film, which is to me, Iron Man, Iron Man was just about 
you know, breaking breaking a larger than life character down to, to be a to be somebody who understands the value of Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Uh, I thought Doctor Strange had a much more powerful subtext, which was it, it's essentially toying with the idea of like if a dictator could save lives by doing it through like cold calculation, is that is that a good thing? Oh, despite what their methods may be. So yeah, in in their in their brief but very meaningful conversation, Doctor Strange and Caecilius. Caecilius is like, I'm doing this to save lives. It may seem weird to you, but you know, when he's talking about like, there's only so much energy in the galaxy or whatever, but the dark dimension has unlimited energy. Um, if you, you know, if you take that to its ultimate meaning, he's kind of talking about uh, something like heat death or the fact that our star is going to go supernova on a long enough time scale. This universe, as we know, it does not have enough energy to substantiate life forever. So he's trying to preserve life in his own way. And then I thought there was a really interesting statement, like Doctor Strange is like, you're evil, look at your stupid face. Which is kind of his way of saying, no, I'm on the human side now and not the intellectual side of it. Because oh, it's a very logical statement he's making, but it kind of neglects the human experience aspect of it. So I, to me, that was kind of the, that was the transcendent moment where Doctor Strange now empathizes with human beings. And I thought that that was also reflected, maybe not so pointedly, but in the end when they have the masturbatory shots of like everyday Chinese living, that's kind of showing that these are the lives Doctor Strange is now protecting, not the masses, the normal people that he now empathizes with because he's been through a struggle. And, and I get that, but the movie's ability to do both, it, I think, didn't didn't succeed because they needed to tell the audience why Doctor Strange was doing what he was doing, and so they literally had Tilda Swinton say, "Oh, you're afraid of death," and he's like, "You're right, I am afraid of death." And then he it's came back as Doctor Strange, yeah. and it's like. Like you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. And then it's do. like it's like and then also you're like he's like I am afraid of death. You're totally right, which is why I drive 250 miles an hour in a Lamborghini along along the edge of a cliff oh. yeah. just for the hell of it while I'm checking my phone and like yeah. making toast but at the same time. I think sort of his fear of death and his arrogance in life was kind of a mask in his own. Yeah, he thought he could conquer. He it. thought he could immortalize himself through his work and his prestige. And he kind of just like had a had a blind arrogance, and a lot of the times people that are really afraid of things they do that they put out that veneer and that that uh, facade. facade. Yeah. And uh, he, like he you know he cultivated that whole persona that was shattered within moments. I I kind of thought that his 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 personal transition story maybe wasn't as interesting as some of the other questions the movie sort of addressed, whether it, it meant to or not in terms of like the value of, of lives. Like you guys mentioned that a little bit now, um, but just kind of the value of, of one life as opposed uh, compared to many. And uh, it's funny because it came up at the beginning when when that that other doctor sort of misdiagnosed that patient oh, right. as being yeah. like medically dead, which, which that patient, what his, his, his organs would have gone to save what, like six other people? Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, but they saved that one life, yeah. so it's like, well, he saved one life, that, but that that person would have saved many. They, and then also, you know... Um, oh, I was under the well, impression that bullet was going to poison his body. They even mentioned that in the, in the because it was it was still a solid bullet, and that was the coating around it was basically uh, poisonous. Well, they were so. saying it was nerve death. It yeah. was brain death, right, though, right. which you can still salvage organs for and do everything. It's not like it's actual poison poison. Yeah. I, I I, um, but then, oh, I forget what the other point I was going to make about save. you know, the... I guess kind of just like the value of... Um, when when I forget what Mads Mikkelsen's character's name is, Casilius. But but Strange says to him, <laughs> Casilius. Yeah. Strange says to him, "Well, you're murdering all these people, but you want eternal life." And he's like, "Well, you know, what's the the risk 
I, greater good, I guess. Yeah, for the greater good. Yeah. Uh, that sort of seemed like a, a question that was kind of in the movie. I, I just think, I think they are getting into dangerous territory where they take something like Iron Man, which is honestly basically the same as Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. Sell missiles. To bad, they may go to bad people. Isn't that every know? superhero story? Though? I would say that's every superhero. Story. Well, it's, it's, it's mostly Marvels. It's Marvel most of Marvels. Yeah. I mean, X Men doesn't have that kind of morality. They have a different one altogether. But like, mm-hmm. um, and even Deadpool is awesome because it doesn't have that at all. Yeah. Really, like, it's like almost like with great power comes awesome, <laughs> fun times, <laughs> which is totally totally fine with me. The funny thing is about that Doctor too, who Doctor Strange goes out of his way to like criticize and mock in the beginning. The end, he's like, yeah. you take the syringe. And then they die. <laughs> the surgery fails and the character dies. Well, and it's like, got it? That, Interesting point you're that, making well, that, there? That, that's him embracing the inevitability of death versus fighting it. That's before he learns that he's supposed to embrace the inevitability of death. No, well, he can arrive at that conclusion on his own before the plot tells him to. But the character tells him to, and then it has a moment where, the, where he goes, oh, you're right. Like he literally has a conversation was where she explains there. it to him. I think he was already getting. Then to they that shouldn't point follow it with the scene where they he's like, to. "I'm not there." Every every person in America is not going to get that just on their own. It's, there's a way of saying it, but then there's a way of saying it all. It's it's, it's all about being one script and one story. And this is scenes. This is that. them figuring out how to match yeah. storyboards up so that way they can get and let the digital effects artists do what they want to do. There's a lot more unity in that plot than I think you give it credit. Like that, down so in Iron Man one. He defeats the villain by flying really high, which which mechanically ties it to the first scene or yeah. one of the scenes in the film. I thought it was much more clever in this when he makes time a weapon against the immortal. That's his way of harnessing harnessing everlasting life and making yeah. it his weapon. That's fine. As opposed and embracing death. He's basically fighting off everlasting life and saying that's bad. Yes, I'm I'm not criticizing the action extreme parts of the movie. I'm I'm criticizing the parts of the movie where they literally have him go, like like you're saying, if he understands death and he understands what's supposed to happen, he goes and then he gives a character a syringe, which would represent his understanding of death. But then he goes into the next scene and goes, I don't understand death. And then another character has to explain it to him. And then he goes, oh, now I understand death. That to me is just bad screenwriting. I never got that impression that he, uh, to me that was, that was understanding a nuanced vision of life from the, the movie's like sage character. I didn't. I didn't see that as mostly like the the hero getting lectured about what to do. I th- I think that turn happened for Doctor Strange. I think his turning point as a hero, if you do hero's journey or whatever, happened way before that in the film. I I didn't see it. There's a at plot all. where literally he grabs the cape and puts it on. That's like him. There. It it has that moment where he rejects his his destiny and it happens very fast. And then it, they so. also tied that moment exactly to a moment after he murders someone. It's which he specifically didn't return, have, right? which he well, like no, utterly didn't have on, to they, do. No, he describes after that he's he's like, no, I didn't want to do that. Like that was something that I didn't mean to do or want to do. I know, yeah. but that's so. why I'm saying the movie is in constant conflict of trying to be this like subtle mm. thing where you learn about Doctor Strange right. and also being an exciting movie. So in the exciting movie part of it, they have him coming out of the thing and going, give me more power. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes and then he bl- basically blasts the guy. He like They're fighting <laughs> on the astral plane and he literally goes, give me more power. Yeah, so that way he can blast the guy to hell once he figures but out that I, that can happen. I mean, I think that's also like the human experience of your, you do something in the moment and then after you go, what that was, was the, I thinking? That was exactly what I got from it where I was like, afterwards he thought about it and was like, yeah. shit, I shouldn't have done that. Like He was like, all right, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Basically, that was his another turning point where he was like, mm. I killed this man. I don't ever want to do that again. That's never ever, and so like that's why at that point he realizes, okay, 
never mind, I'm going to be the other, a different kind of hero that doesn't kill people. But and the thing is, that. he already established, he earlier in the movie said that he didn't want to hurt anybody. He didn't want to do that. Yeah. Like when they're like, I think it's in the scene where he's like exploring the library and they're talking about deadly spells. He like specifically puts out there his, I have no desire to kill, mm -hmm. only to help, right? But then again, and I'm just saying, it's, it's an issue with how they set up the story more than anything. And I, I think everyone, I think 99% of the people working on this movie did A plus amazing work. 99% of the people. Whoever went through and edited that script didn't notice that they were exactly tying his hero moment with him having completely cut in, cut apart his own hero motivations. Well, uh, he put on the cape right after he discovered he killed someone. So, one so of the, why did they put those two scenes together? You can, you there is there is other stuff in in the script that I think acknowledges that, mainly that whenever he tells, uh, was it Mordo? Is that actually his name? She would tell anyway. Um, oh, it is. He yeah. he takes he takes again. Spoiler. He takes uh, the the nameless one, whatever her name is. Shit. Ancient one. Ancient one. Yeah. He takes he takes her like quote unquote betrayal very seriously. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange replies, "Well, yes, yeah, she was complicated," and to me that means a lot because Mordo sees the world in very black and white terms, and that's kind of what clicks him over to being a mm -hmm. villain. Yeah, you're either good or bad, and I think Doctor Strange's character, much like the ageless one, timeless one, ancient one, ancient one often has to make complicated decisions where there is no right and wrong. Mm -hmm. There's what's best in the moment. So he did that and he made his peace with sometimes he's going to have to violate his principles to do what he believes is correct in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, and that sometimes you can't find a, you know, a number one perfect solution in the moment. Um, and I think Mordo's character refuses to believe that. You're either all or nothing. I get that. That scene happens almost right after he murders someone and then and then basically makes an edict that he will never do that again. So if he has embraced her more at complex attitude of a variable view, a more fluid view of the world, it's immediately contradicted by what he says, which is black and white, as he's telling someone that looking black and white is not the right I answer. don't recall him saying, I'm never doing that again. I think he said, I made an oath to do no harm yeah. and I just killed somebody. Yeah. So he was, my, my memory of the movie, which is not, not perfect, but I recall him being conflicted about that, but not swearing it off in the future. It was more him just being like, oh shit, what did I just do? This is different now. Like I can't, I can't, live, in a, I can't live in a world where I was a perfect doctor. I, I think that all of this still ties back to my biggest criticism is them trying to, trying to figure out how to make it that exciting movie yeah. and also to say these messages. Yeah. Because they didn't want to spend the time to explain his true motivation, so they put in one cheesy line about him being a hero thing but then, that, then at its most basic level, that contradicts what his motivations should be by that point in the movie. Again, I didn't sit there. I wasn't pissed. Like movies piss. Some movies yeah. piss me off. <laughs> Jurassic World pissed me off oh, yeah, because I thought I was living. a retard. I was right? having a blast. I mean, popcorn and watching yeah. those raptors with guns. I, it, and he is just, you know, he yeah, like, where he rocks back in his chair because he's this, mad. This didn't do that. And every, oh my, it, when she first sends him into the world and opens oh, his mind and stuff coolest. like that, yeah, that was cool I was one. like, just give me 90 minutes of this. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll love this all day. It's just then every single time they tried to talk to me through the movie, I'm like, Ugh. Can I you're using you? you're using such generic stereotypes. Being a real first ten minutes of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange right now. Yeah, like a lot and of it is like what uh, a failure of most American cinematography, where they don't know how to visually storytell. It's all like in your face. Yeah, you have to, it's. I would say that's more of a failure of the American audience. I, I uh, yeah, I think they're a chicken and egg. There. I think it's definitely yeah. the kind of thing where this like it's to, it's 
totally okay to like this movie. Sure. And like, it's not like it's it's not a stupid person's movie. It's not a smart person's movie. It's just a person's movie. It's kind of for everyone. And I I really hope though. Unfortunately, the problem with Marvel movies too is they've already written their yeah. plots for the next twenty years. Ragnarok, oh, so so, and then <laughs> Thor holds Colin around in Ragnarok. The, the final scene of Doctor Strange one already tells you that it's not going anywhere new or exciting in Doctor Strange two. I don't care, man. And, I mean, not not that. But not that's what I'm saying. I want to. I want it to be Michael Bay. I wanted to just go Transformers in a lot of situations. Yeah. Like, I would like I just give me Astral Plane I, fights. I don't want that. That's why, that's why I don't have a problem with generally the Avengers movies well, in see, most I situations. Gonna, I was going to stick you on that. There are zero magic beam Michael fights Bay. in that movie. It gets close to one near the end. What do you mean? Doctor what? Strange? Yeah, I thought you were... Yeah. Weren't you I predicting like it. magical beam fights that never ended up happening? It was all like cooler, different type of magical action type shit. No, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't... I don't think that I thought that they were going to be that because everything they showed was weird was architectural cool. yeah. time and whatever manipulation fighting. There there's was a scene in one of the trailers that got truncated into the actual movie where yeah. he's... It was... He's like shielding. Towards the end, he's shielding and he starts another laser blast, but there's only one laser. That's the only laser blast in the whole movie. Doctor getting that strange. (laughs) Every single time he was going Doctor Strange crazy, I was loving it. Like even the stuff that was like um, like Inception style, where they were just gravity fighting with each other. Man, that's cool. All amazing and better done than any comics have ever done it before. Yeah. I just think, like, man, they, they, I just. Just please try something new, for can God's I, sake. Can I tell you my thing with Doctor Strange is he sh- he should be, or they were kind of pushing him for this like cheekier Marvel hero, right? Yeah. I still think that Thor and Captain America are two of the most entertaining Marvel heroes to watch, and they shouldn't be for me at least. They should never yeah. have been. Um, and one thing that that kind of like I I did a, a mental roll of the eyes in that movie <laughs> was when Doctor Strange he fights the the guy's spirit form in the in the surgical room or in the surgery. Oh, I was rolling my eyes the whole scene. Well, n- not even that as much, but then after Rachel McAdams is like, like, what's going on? And he's like, I can't take five minutes yeah. to tell you what's happening. Yeah. I need to go. It's like, just fucking tell her what's well, going on. He's like, he's like, like, yeah. Well, then he did. It's it too hard like, to explain. And then he opens like, the door and there's a big spinning well, yeah. like, teleport wheel. It's just like, just fucking tell her, well, man. He Two and minutes. That was like the comical beat of the film. Like, I'm fighting wizards and there's a portal in the break Yeah, room. he said the whole sentence and I she just, was like, oh. If this movie had been made 20 years ago with Tom Hanks as Doctor Strange, like it should have been, <laughs> we wouldn't have these problems. Cumberbatch, right Cumberbatch was perfect. It was yeah. a perfect yeah, Doctor great. Strange. He was, he was really great. great. Yeah. But I couldn't help but watch it and go, I feel like I've already seen Tony Stark do this and he looks like Tony Stark. Hmm. Well, he doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like well, if you'd like to become like a wizard like of the more. kitchen, <laughs> oh, you ooh. should look into Blue Apron, which is fucking awesome. Uh, it's, it's happened. I have gone through the transformation myself and become a uh, uh, kitchen magic magician. Um, I'm getting into ki- I'm getting into cooking. It's happened slowly, but my knife skills are getting there. I'm starting to buy gadgets. I need a sieve because I don't have one. I tried to make stew the other day and trying to push that through a, like a plastic colander. It wasn't wasn't going. No. Uh, got a life a knife sharpener. Look at me. Wow. I can fly now. <laughs> um, yeah, if you've ever wanted to acquire basic life skills, and certainly cooking is one of them. Blue Apron is a great way to get started. Uh, they essentially, it's like, it's like three cooking lessons every week, arriving in the mail for free, <laughs> not for free. It does cost money. Um, but because I like, uh, I like reading foods, here is this week's menu. You've got pan-seared chicken with roasted fall vegetables and butter caper sauce. Spicy lotus root and purple carrot stir-fry with sweet potato noodles. 
And lemongrass roasted pork with Romanesco cauliflower and coconut rice. So if that sounds tempting and savory to you, please go to blueapron.com slash soup to get your first three meals for free with free shipping. Uh, that's blueapron.com slash soup. Cooking is fun. Stanley cameo. And there's a Stanley <laughs> cameo. <laughs> Keep seeing that guy. Keep there was one earlier of another mustachioed white man, and I thought it might be Stanley. Um, just, I guess, I guess my we can keep talking about it, but like, well, we still got a movie to script. Uh, uh, just keep that in mind. Um, well, do, you, do you have to finish your? Did you finish your? Nah, I'm good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> just the kind of thing that bugs me. A good example of the kind of thing that bugs me. And Doctor Strange is not is not like the only. It's what a lot of movies do, yeah. where they're like, again, we've already we've already done previs on ninety percent of these scenes, so you cannot change this. So it's easier, honestly, it's easier for us to reshoot a scene to match the previs than it is to change the previs. Mm -hmm. I know that's how the film industry works. And stuff that just like, it just kills me. I wouldn't consider myself a writer, but I know what the process <laughs> is and I know how hard it can be. And then when you see people that go, it's not hard and they just do whatever they want to, <laughs> it's frustrating. And I guess a good example of that is he puts a magical thing around his neck he does something that's he's not supposed to do, right? And then everyone runs in and they go, "You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to have that thing around that around your neck." But then no one takes it off of him, and they're like, "Well, let's explain it." So they take him into me. another room, yeah, that and they go, "This is the villain's plot." There's the villain, yeah. and then the villain like executes <laughs> it. Like they couldn't have done anything. And this is also after the villain has been <laughs> sleeping. Like him and all his friends have been sleeping for six months doing nothing, even though the oh, execution was... of their plan requires nothing more than teleporting somewhere and blowing it up using yeah. magic power. Machinations. Man. There's no they style to that. They didn't have to plot though. That's what I, it's like. Stuff like that is like you're watching it. I'm going. I understand you needed to get to the next action scene, and I'm glad you didn't waste my time. Yeah. But that's the best you could come up with. I think there's actually like there's something to be said for because most screenplays are like that. Where like if you think about it, you're like, why did this happen at that time, and what took this so long, and why did this happen so quickly? Yeah, um, it's typically the way the screenplay is written and then also edited. Like, like I always go back to it. I'm tired of hitting the same person, but Nolan's a great way. It, like he, Christopher Nolan knows exactly how to make that feel like either no time has passed mm -hmm. or a ton of time has passed, and it actually feels in real time to you when you're watching. Yeah. Um, whereas you're right with with Doctor Strange, I was like, what are they waiting for? And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, boom, everybody's yeah. there, let's fight. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, all right, they're fighting now. And that, I'm I'm willing to suspend disbelief and be like, no big deal. Like, I understand, it's it's cool. Um, and for me, in my own twisted little head, I, oh, go ahead. Did you, no, the symbol, it's there. Yeah, no, that's the I have thing. Yeah. Um, in, cat, in my, in my twisted cat. little head, I always say to myself, well, a lot of weird things happen in real life that all happen at the same time, and they all kind of coalesce. So I'm like, I'm all right with it happening in the movie. That's no big deal. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's like one about wizards. For the, in the maybe him using the thing created a magical disturbance that attracted them. Well, well I mean, to a different place. Yes. It's like the, it's <laughs> no, like no, the, James is right. James it right. just it is like it's just funny because you think about the writer. It's like fuck. It's like all right, I have two pages to get Doctor Strange to New York City. <laughs> From Tibet or Kathmandu or whatever, he's like, "How do I do it? <gasps> An explosion! He'll <laughs> literally get exploded there." <laughs> Nonfiction is always easier to believe than fiction. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, that's very true. Uh, that's why The Handmaiden 
a movie about a beautiful. Man, I wanted to watch uh, that. Handmaiden made, made me feel. Yeah, I was like yeah. forty yeah. minutes yeah. away yeah. by car. Very aroused. I was gonna say it yeah. had some hardcore scissoring yeah. though in it. Feel in your pants. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't count, guys. I Come felt on. in other ways, but I felt it in that my from my head to my almost toes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> if Asians have sideways there. vaginas, how does scissoring work? Do they have to Do like they? flip they upside straight down? Straight up. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. I think that's why a movie like Doctor Strange, I'm like, okay, I can I can roll with this because I go so far into something like The Handmaiden that's so out there. Hmm. And then um, but like, you said, is it nonfiction? No, no, no it's, 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 oh, it's not. Fiction. But okay. it, it could be. That, I think that's the thing. That's <laughs> oh, it could be. Okay. Fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fiction is Sorry. the kind of thing where it's like you could have done whatever you wanted. Why didn't you make it seem like it's feasible? Right. But it wouldn't be believable. But it may not be believable. And again, again, but for the record. I'm telling you, if you're remotely interested in Doctor Strange, if you've seen a single trailer and you think it looks cool, you will go and you will enjoy it. I was just the, sitting there going like, I wish they would just do something new for the love of Christ. Well, Lawrence, that's not I mean, what new. That's not where you go to see new. And also, well, no, Lawrence and I walked out of the movie and I was like, I have never seen a movie like that ever. Yeah, ever. Isn't like and all the city folding wizard fights? Isn't that new? That, cool. that is, the effects. Yes. Well, so for me, but that's effects like, are in anything. That makes the that makes the movie like when Ant Man is a perfect example of a movie that is not new. That I've seen a hundred times, and that the no, only that one suitcase the, the only yeah the only time that I was like all right I was cool when we go small, but they, they gave me maybe fifteen minutes of that, yeah. and this whole movie was sort of like a little off kilter that I'd never seen before. And another terrible example I'll give you is Battleship. I watched Battleship, and I watched those action scenes. I was like I have never seen action scenes like this in any other movie ever, and so far you haven't. Uh, however, Battleship boat. is not a good movie. Well, no. the, so. the funny thing is too, like that's that's the thing. You're judging these movies against each other, and it's it's totally accurate. But it's the kind of thing where it's like in Battleship, someone said, "How can we recreate Battleship in it?" And then some writer took five pages to figure it out, <laughs> which is more than Doctor Strange took to get him to New York. <laughs> like like they took some time. They're like. What if? Hold on, hear me out. Yeah. What if there are buoys yeah. <laughs> that measure the tide? That's kind of some a pill you can swallow, right? Yeah, sure. Like there's you got to measure the tides. And what if we can tell where they are using the buoys? Now yeah. the buoys are labeled A through A through D yeah. and one through five. And so that's a great way to, for us to place the ball. And you're like you're like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. But that's. That totally works. Oh, yeah. Is that you know? really what happened in that movie? Yes, yes. Well, that's only you should watch Battle That's just a Walmart. scene. I was going to say, that's just a scene, and I don't even yeah. really honestly it's a throwaway quote. Scene. I'm not quoting that part of the scene. I'm actually quoting more of the, the naval combat of the yeah. movie. Because the naval combat is, again, something you've never seen before and haven't yet seen. So, And it's the same with Doctor Strange. When I watched that whole movie, like the, the very first 10 minutes of the movie, you're, she's already doing the city folding stuff. And I was yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is going yeah. on? That's, yeah. It's awesome. I, it, uh, not to change the subject, but no, I, I did not have problems with the movie. I thought the movie was good. I didn't love it. I had a big problem with the first post credit scene. I thought it was the laziest. It was. The tone was a little weird. Like, it was just barf. A, someone threw up exposition on a page yeah. and said, read this. I agree. I was, I was just like, this is garbage. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I love, I love Thor, um, which I shouldn't, but yeah. I, I do. Um, was it a was it a movie to tie in thing? I, or? I swear, Omar, it was just them sitting across really from one another in, yeah. just, in chairs, and then just like a two And then Doctor Strange goes, "You're Thor, brother of Loki, yeah. huh? I hear your father Odin's <laughs> missing in New York City. Oh, we yeah. should find him." And it's like, like when the yeah. the I forget which movie it was, but when like I guess it would have been Wolverine three. When they're coming through security and Professor X is there, what is it? With the like, Wolverine? Wolverine? Well, that was that was the Wolverine. The, the Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine Japan. Three, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're like, we need we need you, Logan. I was like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the irony is that had nothing to do with the next do. movie. I know. <laughs> it did not, not lead into anything. But I was like, they need us, Logan. <laughs> and it didn't. It also didn't explain where Professor. They, they never. I don't think in the X Men no. franchise did they ever explain where Professor a- Xavier came back from after he was eviscerated by Jean Grey. They're like timeline. Phoenix blew blew him into a thousand pieces at the end of X Men Three. A thousand pieces. She can do whatever That's she what wants happened. to. Yeah, no. um, and uh, at the Cold end of X Men Three, there's an end scene where Professor Xavier goes into the mind of a comatose homeless man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't I know how he became professor. He's no, like, and well, I will change I him it, to look like me and also be paralyzed. Wasn't it like, like, wasn't it the changing timelines? Because didn't... Technically, mm. X-Men 3 still was in the timeline of the future Christ. part of Days of Future Past. This is, now this Which is was also angry. tied to the Wolverine. Damn it. Whatever, guys. Okay. I'm sorry, Lawrence. That's all right. I got to... I got a deep philosophical question. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. good. Based entirely on Doctor Strange, which is a very deep movie. Okay. Okay, so one of the subtexts that I found in Doctor Strange is, and, and has been a larger part of the conversation in American politics and all that shit, is the conflict between like good old-fashioned folk and them highfalutin intellectuals with all their studies and knowledge and science telling us how we should live our lives. Sure. Telling us we can't drive our SUVs and eat our steaks and whatever. Um, whereas, arguably in the real world, those people should be listened to because climate change, sorry listeners, is real. Um, and what? we might be destroying our planet. He doesn't speak for all of us. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so in the context of the movie, the villain, Caecilius, arguably just has a longer viewpoint on things. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, we're all gonna die. I want us to not die, so I'm gonna make a decision for everybody. We're gonna we're on dark, dark planet now. Um, and true. Doctor Strange is like, no, fuck you with your stupid weird evil eyes. We're not doing that. Wait, kind everybody of, on the planet he's trying to save? Basically. Yeah. So how long, is he the bad guy? In the long tail. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Or, or he's, he's, thinking, he's, thinking, he's thinking macro. It reminds yeah. me of, uh, you guys saw The World's End? Yes. Mm-hmm. So at the end, the aliens are like, we want to help you. We have tech, we've got science, we can save your species. Yeah. And humans are like, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> we want like, garbage. Okay. Yeah. So it, if you were presented with the ability to transcend, but to a place that's kind of uncomfortable, weird, and inhuman, but it would mean or kind of constitute some kind of objective improvement of the human experience, would you do it? Something like digitizing your soul. Well, you're, you're asking the San Junipero? Yeah, I would. That's, the, that's what, I'll say, yeah, San Junipero's the, but I was gonna say, that's the thesis of the movie. You're yeah, asking. exactly. Yeah. The thesis of the movie is, should we save everyone, or basically, no, of our should souls. I make the choice to save everyone else, regardless of whether or not they wanna do it? And uh, this is something I've read a lot about when it comes to like freedom and, individualism and stuff like that, just generally America and I guess probably Western philosophy is the, the basically freedom is just having choice. So whether or not you can choose to kill yourself or choose to like, you know, live a healthy life or whatever you want, that's freedom. And so what Caecilius is doing is taking away our freedom. So uh, we as Americans, we don't want our freedom taken away, right? But so in yeah. a sense, Woo. isn't Dr. Strange as well? He removed my opportunity to go hang out with Dormammu in yeah. the Dark Realm as a wither man. Well, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Yeah, as one of the putty patrols. <laughs> I gotta come, remind, remind me to come back to Dormammu later. Okay. I, got, I, I hate that word. Oh, man. I, hate oh, I really love Dormammu. He, he, can, he really does, cool, has though. an OTG where he sets the so ground So yeah. a lot of like, Put him on like the toilet. Uh, no, right-wing like Christian doing. groups are upset about this in the same way that they were like Harry Potter, et cetera. One, really? because of the sorcery, oh, but then yeah. also because the movie uh, you know, implies Clearly. that there is no afterlife. Ah. Because why would, you know, we all want to live forever if we, we can mm-hmm. ascend to a greater yeah. afterlife? Wow. Yeah. What right? happened to Quicksilver? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess, I guess that is a question. That is I, a I question. mean, I personally uh, 
do not the, really have a religious the, affiliation. My, um, I really, would live. I would that? live forever. Baby. You guys are. You guys are all dodging <laughs> the question, though. Would you? Would you? No. Okay. The answer is no. Digitize. No. Can I turn no. it off eventually? I nope. would. I would I send you to Pero. One hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is that thing you keep saying? Yeah, it's, it's a, a, an episode of Black Mirror ah, dealing with uh, okay. virtual reality and eternal life, quote unquote. Yeah. The, um, uh, the game Soma hit on this real hard too. It was basically after that decision was made, except the people who had made that decision didn't remember doing it. So they have to kind of in reverse oh, that's cool. figure out what happened and what is humanity now. And, yeah. And well, yeah, that's something I won't spoil, unlike Doctor Strange. But Soma is pretty philosophically resonant if those are ideas that you've ever found interesting. And, um, and deeply interesting because it really scratches against what is what is it to be alive? What is an individual? I, I want to seesaw back real quick, so that way I'm, it does, I know I'm always... <laughs> You're going to get flamed so fucking hard. I am always hard on Marvel, so I want to say something that Marvel is doing amazingly other than the organization. Listeners just skip ahead of, like five and A ton of money. Sure. Um, I love how they're destroying the niche of comic book culture. Hmm. Like they've already done, like everyone always knew who the X-Men were and everyone always knew at least Spider-Man. who Captain America oh, and Spider-Man yeah, were. But now they're in, in Doctor Strange and this movie's making, what did it make, like $90 million this weekend or something yeah. like this? And it's like gonna be a mainstream hit and everyone's gonna know what it is. And a perfect example is that the end credits thing had Thor in it. Right, yeah. and there we were sitting. Elise and I were sitting next to these two guys, and uh, <laughs> and it was such a beautiful interaction. And I was glad I witnessed it. Pops up, Thor s- says his thing. Right, I'm he's Thor. like blah, blah 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 blah, and then it shows him, and then the guy, and everyone goes <gasps> like in the theater. Oh, gasp! Like, oh, oh my goodness! How did they get this guy who's under contract to show up? Um, and then uh, <laughs> then <laughs> they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then the guy who is next to me leans over to his friend and he goes, he goes, that's Thor. And his friend goes, oh. I know. <laughs> like, like, no that's shit, awesome. idiot. Like, he's like, yeah, I know. You mean the guy who's had two films and then been in Avenger, like both the, the guy who has collectively been part of a cast that's made $3 billion? <laughs> I may have heard of him once or twice. Well, this is, this is the thing that Adam always, talks, Adam always yeah. talks about this, which is like, I'm excited to see the other characters in other movies. Me too. And that's like when I, so when I, I tweeted this out when I first saw the movie, like I'm really excited to see him standing next yeah. to Chris Evans and like helping oh, out yeah. Vision and stuff like that. I think that's going to be really exciting. Another, uh, you just reminded me, in my theater, um, at the very end of the movie, they go, Benedict Wong, uh, Wong, he says, um, he says, yeah, you know, like something about the Infinity Gem, I believe. Yeah. yeah. He says, yeah, that, that's what happens when you turn. And a guy next Ooh, to me, oh, next to me went, <gasps> Like that. <laughs> that's it. I'm that like, Thanos. Like, it's an 85-year-old woman. Thanos. <laughs> I'm like never living for the the Doctor Stranges or the the Ant Mans. I'm living for like the the Captain America Civil War, oh, yeah. yeah. Infinity Gauntlets. Yeah. Like it's only they're stepping stones, they're really. Getting, they're they're getting to a point though. It's where just it's, comics now. It's it is. There's the really stuff is. you're looking forward to that they're teasing way down the line, and then there's the filler in the meantime that's good enough. The the hard Ooh. part is going to be constantly. Um, creating a hierarchy for these powers. Yeah, I like you know, that Marvel's like, now in three tiers. There's like Cosmic, which is Guardians and Doctor Strange, yeah. and Thor, because he's a god. And then there's Mid, which is like Earth-threatening stuff. So mm-hmm. that's the Avengers, Captain America, all that stuff. And then there's the TV series, which is well below all of that, not even worth their attention, which mm-hmm. is Luke Cage and, yeah. and Jessica Jones. But some of the characters <laughs> fight on the same level that you would, yeah. like, because basically Vision in um, Avengers 2 was like, it's vision. Yeah. Like he can take the most frightening threat currently facing the planet and just disassemble it, right? 
It's like he can do anything. But then in the second movie, he's like chasing someone with a laser beam and he misses. Yeah, and he misses. It's the wrong guy. That was in Civil War. In Civil War. In Civil War. And then in uh, like like Hawkeye, like tricks him and just like get, like shocking himself. Yeah, no, like, I know, I know. So they, they have to figure out ways to like bring these <laughs> superpowered right. characters yeah, down. It's all slapstick with Vision. And it's, I mean, I don't care. I'd rather see Vision participate in the fight than not. Yeah. But it's I can't wait to see what they do to Doctor Strange where like he does the mirror realm and Captain America just punches through it or right. something. Like, right. like, Vision's what? carrying all the infinity gems and he drops yeah. them. Like, oh, oh, dang it. They get shocked. Shoots Rhodey. Well, that's the thing is that, like, that means <laughs> you always have to suspend. Like, that's why I keep, I keep saying I suspend disbelief because, yeah. like, in Civil War, yeah, yeah. when Vision runs into the arrow and shocks himself, yeah. I'm like, like, all right, I know Vision's like the perfect <laughs> robot who can yeah. do no wrong, but he. Yeah, we got it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand. It's, and like yeah. Lord said, it's it's just becoming comics at this point. Yeah. The only it's thing fun, is that like, comics come out every single month, and there's several issues, so it almost makes you more numb to it. When there's a big build up to a tentpole like movie that you should like be like, oh, this is gonna be like the, a 90 minute roller coaster. It's gonna be sweet. Well, at this point, two and a half hour roller coaster. Uh, Doctor Strange is just under two hours. So. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is good. I appreciated its length, yeah. but like some of these. Like Batman v Superman, like oh, boy, please boy. make it longer. It's Don't. It's an hour fifty-five. It's an hour fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Which is me. that's good. That's good. That's I was, good. I was fine Especially with that. if you have as much yeah. of the ratio of action to not action as Doctor yeah. Strange has. Iron Man three should have been like Captain America: Civil War. It should have been oh, a, a cast oh, yeah. on. It should have been a lot of things. I don't, so lot, man, am I crazy or did when Iron Man three came out, everyone loved it? No. Nah. So you when I walked out of that movie, going, that was dumb. I did too. But everyone I talked to was like. Amazing. Did you see when he used the microwave hand to <laughs> make a wave to guy? I remember I, I drove away from that movie being like, I felt kind of ill. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I feel kind of gross. And I was like, oh, fuck, I just saw, I was like, maybe it was Iron Man. Was yeah. like, I didn't like Iron Man. And the more I thought about it, I was like, I was like, And somebody yeah. kept talking to me. I was like, remember this time? I was like, ah, yeah. fuck, that movie's terrible. Yeah, everything you mentioned about that movie, it makes it seem worse and worse. Ugh, yeah, everything. Yeah. It's just, it's, it was so, well, it made a ton of money. Uh, so maybe yeah. that's what you're thinking maybe about. Maybe I'm just remembering its success. It made a fuckload of money. Well, you know what won't upset your stomach? Uh, quality snacks from Nature Box. Oh, yeah. They won't. Uh, so Nature Box makes snacks that are better for you and taste great. So that means they have uh, no artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, no high fructose corn syrup, actual ingredients for actual folks like us, real movie going folks. And in the past, uh, <laughs> due to Nature Box's uh, creative naming of their products, uh, featuring things like sea salt pop pops and blueberry nom noms. <laughs> We've we've done a, a very low rent game show called Real Snack Face Snack, and I'm bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay, so uh, one of these snacks is real and currently offered by Nature Box Club. The other is from my mind's eye. Okay, and you <gasps> will have to guess which is which. <laughs> Here are your two. You've got cherry berry bonanza, or tangy pineapple pips. Wait, hold on. Tangy pineapple pips? Yeah. Pips? Yeah. I'm saying that one's I, a fake I'm one. saying that's a fake, too. Yeah. I'm going to go the other one, Cherry oh. Berry Bonanza. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Pips was too much of a giveaway. That was the fake one. <laughs> Sorry, James. Oh, dang it. Although I appreciate your attempt to be contrarian. <laughs> it helped me out a little <laughs> bit. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of an alliteration that uh, was some kind of food that had pee in it. Pops could have been, but how do you pop a pineapple? Who knows? Uh, so right now, uh, NatureBox is offering Dude Soup fans 50% off your first order when you go to NatureBox Club slash Dude Soup. A quick note about that. Nature Box Club is actually a new, new service they're offering. Old Nature Box was, you would sign up and it was a su subscription service, and every month you get a box full of snacks. Nature Box Club is a la carte. So you join the club, 
and then you can just order whatever you want and they'll just ship it right to you. So it kind of helps people get snacks that they like. Uh, so that's natureboxclub.com slash dudesoup. And that's 50% off your order uh, right now. Natureboxclub slash dudesoup. So thank you for your sponsorship, Naturebox. It reminds me, you need to fill out that form, get us some free snacks. Yes, you do. Yes, uh, you but do. yeah, uh, Naturebox is amazing. Uh, you guys should try it. Oh, since we uh, clearly have demonstrated the ability to fix every movie in existence, <laughs> I fix Batman v Superman, James can fix Doctor Strange. That's true. Um, we should, we need to take, that's too easy. For the record, I never offered any constructive feedback. <laughs> I don't think I offered to f- fix it in any way. Well, that's so okay. That's, that's my shortcoming. Sometimes you gotta break things down to build them back up. Uh, Doctor Strange said that. So uh, it's too easy to watch a movie and then fix it after the fact. Mm-hmm. We need to spread into fixing movies before they're even out. That's like true. It. And with that in mind, we are going to fix Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, yeah. right now. Okay. Um, and so James and I immediately had a vision of the opening sequence. Yeah. And I admit I might be at a bit of an advantage here, both thoroughly understanding the Triple X mindset <laughs> and having seen both the movies. You already. didn't even realize there was a deleted scene which followed Xander That's Cage's true, death I did not. from no. State of the Union. <laughs> I am, as a true fan, I only saw them in theaters. Yes, yet. there are oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But I'd like to know nothing. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, well, I don't want to interrupt my creative. So let me ask, uh, just Actually, real quick, Lawrence. So are you going to try and predict what happens in Triple X, or are you going to? Right, because I think you should go on record as trying to predict the movie beat for beat. Beat for beat. But you don't have to do that. You could just say what you want. Oh, it's hard now because the trailer's out. So I'd have to find find something that matches the trailer. Also, when is he going to become Dr. Fucking Strange? I can't do... You've been watching this shitty TV movie for 45 minutes and there's nothing. The multiverse development is in this movie. Yeah, Jessica Walter, yeah. The the only thing I I can say is that maybe not beat for beat, but I think we could give you the movie that would be the best version oh, of the movie. All right, okay, all right. So here's 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 my idea. We, we haven't discussed this, so I, I may interject my version of scenes. And okay, what have you. we can merge them on the fly, yeah. sure. Uh, unless you get too far away from the true spirit of Triple X, then you can let me. Know. I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> cattle you, prod me, pull you back to center. <laughs> okay, so uh, here here are my notes uh, as, as I wrote them. Uh, opening: Rich assholes doing fucking rich shit, being snooty. Um, so by that I mean that country club maybe, okay. lots of expensive cars, mm-hmm. Some, somebody in the intro has to mistreat a working class individual, so <laughs> he like throws the keys to like the bellhop and like bashes off his face, right. and then they turn to each other and like, <laughs> then they go in and like drink champagne and they're having a good time, and then another rich asshole pop, pulls up, but is it? He gets out of the car, like high back on the, maybe a hat or something, something covering his face. Everybody turns, who's this new rich guy? But he walks up, seems to blend in, seems to know how to move, move in this crowd, but he's different, he's wild somehow. Mm-hmm. He's capturing the attention of everybody, including a huge titted rich girl who is with a, a, like an old rich dude. Huge titted. But she looks at him, new guy, yeah. and old rich dude's like, I don't know that I approve of this new fellow. Okay. Not so, with big tits, at least. Oh yeah, and then here's here's the next line. Hold on. Okay, go. But he totally blends in, but does he? In all caps. <laughs> oh, you're reading He's your reading notes. Reading it, <laughs> script, which you wrote on a napkin from Dinah's. Once <laughs> you get two cups of coffee in you, the script just starts to flow. Uh, so the next line, I had to skip a bit to get to the next line, so I can backfill it here. Next line says, "Then extreme shit happens, and we're all whoa. Is that Xander Cage?" And then at the end of it, oh shit, that is totally Xander Cage. He's back. So uh, by that, well, I wait. Mean, what was the extreme? No, so hold on. That's the most important part. Well, I need I need to backfill that part. Let me interject. Okay, James can do it. You have inadvertently already explained the post-title scene. Oh. This is the first scene of oh. of the mo- feature proper. Mm. This is post-title. I'm thinking late title card on this one. The yeah. opening titles. No, the opening scene. <laughs> 
is in fact a darker, grittier take. Because oh. it ain't the 90s anymore, No, no, he's right. Friend. Okay, all right. It's, yeah. it's a darker, 90s. grittier yeah. take right, okay. on something huh. happening. What appears to be illicit behavior, mm. right? Mm. Oh, Until an extreme vehicle of some sort. So it's a Bad Boys 2 to the Bad Shows boys up, right? Shows stuff. up. And then it's a factory of people doing like drug deals or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Moving, moving cocaine okay. around. Well, a bunch of like naked women uh, making cocaine. Chicks oh, doing wow. it, stuff. Making yeah. counterfeit micro USB Someone comes in. Oh, come in. Uh, maybe a license plate that has three X's on it. Sure. And a muscle car pulls maybe. up. Big, big boots get out, uh-huh. right? Go in. Okay. You don't see them. Kind of like the same. You don't see them from the back. <laughs> Trench coat stuff like this. Yeah, yeah kills everyone in the whole place <gasps> in an extreme way turn to reveal main villain oh, not Xander Cage perfect, perfect. Oh, wow. it is the counter the counter cage the counterfeit triple the, x the counterfeit triple x so you're saying you will. somebody who may be extreme enough to rival Xander yeah. Cage exactly and you introduce him, him thinking that we have brought Xander Cage back when oh. in fact we haven't yet Think and then t- you show, then you go to another scene where you see where Xander Cage actually is. You might be thinking a little too much. I don't know. <laughs> you might you might be confusing people. I'm know. really excited to find out. I'm How not do see you the stop movie. someone who is as extreme as Xander Cage? So, you bring Xander Cage back, and you get more extreme. And you get, and he has to out extreme himself. But okay, isn't that your so biggest problem with Marvel movies? Is just the hero fighting a villain that's their mirror image? Yes, and I think that Triple X Three is the exact place to <laughs> flip the script. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the problem is that this title this title of this film yeah. was made for a late title card. The return of Xander Cage. You have to hit that oh. right after Xander Cage comes back. So if you have a villain who's not Xander mm-hmm. Cage and then you hit him with a title card that probably has some sweet animated shit where the triple X is flying and explode okay. and then the subtitle <laughs> me, zooms on. Let me We haven't seen Xander Cage yet. What is this return this. of Xander Cage? Uh-oh. Samuel Jackson gets a call. We got hit? Where? How? Uh, There's no way. Okay. Well, how are we going to stop him? Boom. Return of Xander Cage. Oh, that's a great idea. Because Samuel L. Jackson, he'll do anything. It doesn't fit the previs. I don't know. Oh, man. I'm really. No, I I, I buy it. I buy it. Here's the thing I'm not going to see the movie, so somebody just tell me if whoever's right. I don't care. I'm not going to see that. Oh, wow. I would have a writing credit. Uh, I don't know if I can see it. Lawrence Um, Lawrence is going to see it. Also, whatever his objective may be, it's something that he's not going to be used to. He's going to be protecting like an eight-year-old girl. Oh, I see. Or someone who's going to limit his ability to be extreme in all situations. They already did that in the first movie. No, you're just thinking of the pacifier. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's the one, the pacifier. (laughs) No, in in a triple X one, or just triple X as we call it, uh, he he was tasked, he was partnered with uh, a lady who was not as extreme as he was, and he had to do various extreme things. But did he bang her at any point? So here's what I think is going to happen. It's something he can't bang. So maybe a dog, maybe a Asia Argento. Uh, Vin Diesel, he's a little bit older now, right? He's uh-huh. aging out of the yeah, action he oh, hero. You're right. So okay. what if a younger, you more extreme <laughs> oh, like he's hero the comes up? He, it's his partner, right? Okay. And then like he's, Shia LaBeouf and Harrison like, Ford. Like a LaBeouf or a, who's the guy from Whiplash? In the um, Fantastic Four, Ma- J.K. Simmons. Something Miles Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah. Football. Miles Teller comes in. He's he's more extreme. Oh, yeah. How about and then. But he's, he's too dangerous. The thing he's is, too dangerous, yeah, and then too. he turns out to be the villain. You as need well. a variable. I think I was close. <laughs> it's not. It's it's his daughter. <gasps> it's some past exploit. But do you know this for sure? Or you no, I've no, I haven't oh. seen any trailers. <laughs> okay. But it's some past. I think you're right. It's going to be someone okay. the next the person next to take over the mantle. Oh, he's okay. fucking his daughter. No, yeah. no. Oh. But it's going to be this. His some woman is going to come back. She some Eastern block. 
prostitute sure, or whatever, yeah, right? That he banged in a brothel one time, had a kid. It's his. He knows because she's bald. Mm. <laughs> so that's extreme. And we're in goggles. <laughs> Fuck the hair out of her. And, goggles? And, this is not pitch black. There's no difference. And so now he has to somehow complete the objective, but he doesn't realize that this is all part of the machinations of other. Oh, so he's been. He's oh, Candor's age. You guys have explained the first 10 minutes of the movie. So what happens in the next 80? A lot of skateboarding uh, stuff. Probably, uh, what's extreme now? Uh, he's going to be on one of those. He's going to have to go downstairs on one of those Hoverboard? hoverboards. Oh, yeah. So James, you bring up an interesting <laughs> point. Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage, is trying to return our society to a more extreme version of what, he, what it was. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's Millennials, true. God bless you, not very extreme. Not very yet. extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, equality's great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Uh, except everyone fine. That's not super extreme. That's not extreme. Not a lot of airboarding happening no. these days. Yeah. So I, I do like where your head's at. There does have to be a torch passing sequence in which Xander Cage. That was, that was Elise, yeah. Or sorry, Elise. No uh, whatever. We're in a writer's room. It's not like people listen to women That's here. That's true. Um, <laughs> where, James, I liked your thought there. Thank you. Where uh, where there has to be a young, millennially, millennially embracing character where there's like an extreme off, and maybe the millennial doesn't win but he certainly gets Xander Cage's respect. Okay. And in that way, Xander is saying to the audience, hey, young folk, yeah. you can be extreme too. Do you it's think okay. there's gonna be a one-off scene where he doesn't know how to use Snapchat? There's gotta be, right? Oh, no, no, he knows how to use everything. <laughs> yeah, he must And the first thing he was like using laptops, everything. he's very tech savvy. Uh, I'm not sure about yeah. that one. He made an explicit PlayStation reference. He's all up on it. Do you think at some point he'll go buy some sort of hipster so fast that it Pulls the wax out of his mustache. Yeah, his mustache <laughs> flies off. <laughs> Blows his suspenders. It's a little... 40-year-olds, we like, stupid fucking kids! We're also, look at look at real life. The news is more outrageous than fiction, okay? Yeah. We have a potential... I would agree. We have a, a, a dictator mm. yeah. in a, running for an election right, right. now, yeah. okay? He's going to have to kill the president. Oh. Triple X? Triple X has to kill the president to save okay. America. And then he becomes the president just like Chronicles of Riddick. Oh. Wait, is he the president? Keep what you I've kill. seen that movie. He became Space King. You don't remember? Of the, I don't remember the more di- more the end, And then he's like, the I'll be back. And they didn't make another one until no, it was, much later. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was literally Space Conan. He killed yeah. the, he killed the king and became king. I of, saw the movie yeah. in the theater. Still don't, I don't the, remember. Remember he walks pills. up to Sandy Newton and he goes, it's been a long time since I've smelled beautiful. And you're like, is he talking about himself? Is he just not bathed? So wait, hold on. Okay, so now, who cares about the who cares about the middle sixty minutes? What happens at the end of the movie? Uh, there's a, there's a point at which everything seems down for Xander Cage. Uh, he has been out extremed by somebody, out thought, oh, out gunned, no. out fought. He's awesome. at his lowest point ever. His homies yeah. have deserted him. Yep. Turns out they were all plants. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the feathers off of his yeah. his feather boa got all blown off. <laughs> he just has a long line. But the uh, off duty. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the the millennial the millennial fresh face that at once had been slightly condescended to by Triple X then comes to his aid, oh. showing us that not only are millennials worth something, but they can be extreme too. Mm-hmm. And then Xander learns that maybe this new generation has something to him after all, and he pairs with the uh, the millennial fresh face that he initially dismissed as being too young and wax mustachioed, and they together find a new way to be extreme. <laughs> A new kind of extremity for the new generation, who's, who's and that's that? when they go down the stairs. <laughs> I still think <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think I still think that there's going to be some sort of familial relationship there. Mm. I don't think it's just going to be like anyone. Yeah. And Four, I think the, the reveal is that Candor's age, 
reveals that it wasn't actually Xander's kid. Yeah. Maybe it was Candor's kid. Oh, wow. And so it's a big switch, Uh, but it doesn't matter. Because because he loves children. Because he loves kids now. (laughs) And so so it doesn't matter who your parents are. And then maybe the kid does something like shoot Candor, does something extreme to defeat Candor when Xander thought all hope was lost. Oh, that seems right. Man, what a good film. I can't wait to see it if I haven't already. I'm telling you, this, this is your Donnie Yen. He's going to conquer American cinema like we've been waiting is for. Is he it. in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the question everybody asks. Hold on. Who? Guess I know who he is, but I just know who he is. I haven't seen anything. I, I literally or last Lawrence earlier today if the movie had already come out. <laughs> I was like, didn't it come out a year ago? Okay, so here's a, here's a question for you. Donnie Yen being an Asian character in a triple X movie. Yeah. Do you think he has a last name? Hmm. Oh, like his name is Pong. No, or he's like Magpie or whatever. Uh, <laughs> his character, by the way. His Bijong. character. It's oh, oh, is it dashed? I'm gonna say it's it's one word dashed. Okay. One word dashed. So like Li Zhang. Okay. I think tech. Uh, hmm. I think. I mean, no, it absolutely doesn't have a thing. But I, I'm curious. <laughs> he doesn't have a surname. But I'm curious if it's a nickname. You know what? Like like digits. I'm gonna or say uh, he yeah. he never has a name. He's never addressed by name. Oh wow! Unnamed. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys split all the differences, I guess. He is Xiong, so Xiong. it's one name. Oh. Okay. Oh. Also, no looking over this cast list, I see no the other the other Asian star, Tony Jaa, is also in this movie. Whoa! Whoa. Everyone, cool. if only Scott Atkins. <laughs> I do really like Tony. I like Tony Jaa. <laughs> Actually, holy uh, shit! I lost awesome. I lost my mind because in the credits of Doctor Strange. My personal hero, Scott, Scott Atkins, Atkins, showed yeah. up. And I was like, who the fuck was he? I think he was one of the... He was one of Caecilius's... Yeah, genius. he was one of the henchmen for Caecilius. Um, is there any, a good sort agent, of, though. any sort of young cast members? Who's Nina Dobrev? Uh, I don't know. She's, probably, uh, she's from... Um, the Wet Blanket. He's going to have to carry Diaries. around and, and teach how to be I've extreme. I've never seen it, but 89, I that's pretty young. something once where she yeah. was like the talent oh. about it. Donnie Yen. Samuel Jackson is coming back. You bet he is. It's all very... Tony Collette. There's your there's she, your star power. She's Xander Cage's like mission person. She tells him where to go. She's she's probably oh, Samuel Hamler. Jackson's director. The, she's the, gonna be the bad guy, but she's coordinating. She's it the bad guy. I because already figured out. Samuel Jackson Samuel Jackson runs the triple X division, but there's now four X's. Oh wow! There's a, a division above that which has four X's. <laughs> oh, Tony Jaa doesn't even get uh, like a a tie name. He no. he is Talon. That's what I was thinking. Remember, I said yeah. so. What I was thinking. There's going to be a nickname, well, like Digits. Uh, it would have been Donnie Yen's nickname, but they went even one more level of Asian down from Chinese. So. <laughs> that was so close. <laughs> Everything gets bumped up. Asian. Yeah. Okay, I think that's going to do it for the podcast today. Wow. Uh, yeah. Fast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, sorry about James. He's a salty asshole. It would have been a boring conversation if we just talked yeah, about no, how great asshole. it was the whole time. People, so. Yeah, that's that's one thing that maybe I picked out the, the one end. thing I didn't like, which was kind of how they yeah, managed exactly. making an action movie and a morality tale. Fuck, man, and I then... just shred off more skin from my finger. Fuck. Sometimes on the podcast, we, uh, we, we intentionally take contradictory points for the sake of conversation, but don't let that stop you from telling James that he's a dickwad. Uh, we'll be back next week. Please stay tuned if you're watching live for the Dude Soup Post Show. If you're not watching live, maybe check that out. You can find a link in the description. We're going to look at some fan art, answer some questions, provide real-life advice for real people because we're clearly qualified to do that. And, uh, shit, there was when one does, of... Oh, when yeah. does Triple X 2, 3 come out? Oh, good question. Let's look that up. Triple X 2, One final note. Uh, I believe the, uh, <laughs> the Rooster Teeth Xbox app is supposed to go oh, live yeah. soon, so That's maybe right. check that out if you've been looking for a way to watch it. Rooster Teeth content on your TV. 2017. Um, 
Well, it's apparently uh, like Apple TV apps and stuff too. Yeah, yeah the there's Apple a TV bunch app. of apps coming up for Rooster Teeth. Oh, that's January, by the way. Triple X. I noticed that because I was like, they don't put good movies in January. Here we go. Yeah, January twentieth. Yeah. So not long to go, folks. Uh, for the, for extremity to come back into our lives. It's been a while since I've heard a good Crystal Method single. Looking forward to that. Something with some overdriven guitar. You know their that whole, title sequence is going to be awesome. He's going to like do a backflip through an explosion, <laughs> and the explosion is going to be a full screen wipe into the title sequence. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Do you think gonna he's going to cool. say he's too old for it at any point? No, no way. Triple X would cut that line. Do you guys want to take bets on what, <laughs> what, what this film is going to gross in its first weekend box oh, office? Uh-oh. I think it's pretty clear uh, they're trying I, to groom up another. I will go on record and say thirty million dollars. Thirty million. Thirty million dollars for what the did, What did Expendables three do? I was going to say do? twenty million. Gosh, that's a good. That's a good. Whatever bill. Expendables three did, minus ten percent. <laughs> We're done. Uh, stay tuned for the post show. If you're watching live, we'll be back in a minute. And if you're watching anywhere else, thank you for tuning in this week. Please come back next week. We'll have more things to talk about, though. Thank you for joining. (laughs) Every show outro is that way.